You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. When you think about travel, what does come to mind? That is the question I get to ask um, a lot of my clients, and I think for, for most of us, it's and it maybe depends on where you are in your life phase. If you're like me and um, you have a young family and a small child at home, it's like, okay, how do I uh, even manage um, going on a trip with uh, a toddler? Uh, on the other hand, it's, um, it's like, okay, when, when can we go? And so granted that pandemic is coming to an end, very soon we can get um, out there. But in this conversation today, I'm really excited um, for you guys to join me and um, here is chat with uh, Ke- uh, Kelly Nelson from uh, TripFixers.com. Um, Kelly is a travel coach, and it's a really interesting um, role that she takes um, that um, really allows her to coach her clients of how how can they travel inexpensively. And inexpensively doesn't mean you have to give up all the all the luxury things when it comes to travel. But also, how do you how do you travel smart and so and if you wanted to bring your family along right and you don't have to wait that's another thing too that I wanted to mystify that traveling isn't for down the road right when I'm going to be a certain age or when I'm going to reach a certain milestone so let's let's dive into this conversation because it's really about mindset shift and how we actually look at travel. Hey, Money Bosses. I'm so excited for our next guest here on the Money Boss podcast. And it's really awesome because the topic is travel and anything and everything to do with that. And I know this has been something on all of our minds for quite some time. And I feel like there's this gate about to be open and the flood is coming. And so I'm excited to welcome uh, Kelly Nilsson, a a travel coach from um, tripfixers.com. And so Kelly, First of all, welcome. I'm excited to have you here. And so we're talking about today um, lots of different topics, but uh, as it relates to travel, and and Kelly brings um, a lot of experience into this area. But what I want you to kind of take away uh, as we dive into this conversation is that travel isn't something you actually have to wait to do. And I know it's kind of like a a double-sided coin. It's like, well... I better work hard, save my money, and then when I have enough, then I can go. And I think a lot of us really realized that over the last 12 months or a little more now uh, since a pandemic unfolded, that may have not been the best solution is that for you to wait because things can change really drastically. So with that in mind, how can we really go and to do more travel? Like, that's what I want to know. So Kelly, uh, let's, let's kind of... Um, get started here. So let's talk about, I know you've, from your experience and growing up, you really have um, kind of grew, grow up, uh, grew up in this uh, environment where travel was something that your family did. And so you sort of naturally transitioned to it. So how can someone um, 
you know, with, with the idea that travel is, um, is something very expensive and just can't do, I don't have time, don't have money, um, can start to incorporate that into their life. Yeah, absolutely. That is actually a mindset that we first started with as a family too. I grew up uh, in a big family. There's six of us and my dad was the sole income and he was a high school teacher. And so they had big dreams of us traveling the world, but the budget really wasn't there. It wasn't realistic um, for us to go on these big elaborate vacations. And we did go on some great road trips and, and things like that to the best of their budgets at the time. But it was really until my mom figured out about the ways to find cheap travel and the ways to kind of travel hack, um, that this new kind of idea that we can travel now, no matter what your budget is and go on big dream vacations, not staying in hostels and backpacking through Europe, but really great vacations with a family was a really big eye-opening thing for us. So I, I understand the FOMO. <laughs> I remember what it feels like to see everybody around you going on these great, amazing vacations and feeling like that's never going to happen for me or, or maybe in retirement that will happen for me, but there's no way with my little kids, I could do that. And now doing that with my family of six and doing it with my kids now, having them all over the world really at such a cheap price is such a cool experience. Awesome. You know, when you say like, you can do all of this and you don't have to spend all our money. It's like, at least for me, and I know our listeners be like, really, is that all possible? Like, do I have to like quit my job and spend all this time <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out this, this next vacation? So uh, yeah, shine some light into this, into this for us, because I'm sure that um, there's a solution that um, many people aren't just aware about yet. There's a lot of solutions. And I think that's where people's minds go next. So they think, okay, the, if the deals are out there, I can find them. They must be so hard to get or so rare or take so much time to get them. That's not really worth the time to get them. And the truth is, if you can focus on where you can save the thousands, then it doesn't really matter where you save the tens or the hundreds. Mm -hmm. If you can focus on the big areas and you probably see that a lot with your clients as you're coaching them through financial decisions, if you can save a lot of money on those big purchases or those upfront investments, then the whole thing gets a lot cheaper. So you're not stressing finding the cheapest rental car by $10. If you can save hundreds and hundreds of dollars of every flight that you're buying for your whole family. Yeah, that's true. So you kind of start to see, start to look for the big things versus like stressing mm -hmm. out about the. Yeah. And also the, the travel world has shifted quite a bit with the possibility of not having to stay in a hotel and really you know, util, util, utilizing um, Airbnb and all of those other, you know, other people's properties too. So like the landscape is just like humongous, right? From what it used to be. So the choices are there. What I am concerned and also just like you and all of our listeners out there, like a busy mom, you know, with lots of things to do. I just like when, when it comes to a vacation and it's like true story, even just like last couple of days, my husband and I were talking, his birthday's coming up uh, in middle of April. And um, we live in, in, in Northern California. So like really close to uh, Napa and Sonoma Valley. And we're like, just jump in the car and go. Right. That's what we do. So honestly, we just like jump. We just like, okay, there's, we know a hotel we can stay in. It's not very expensive. And, you know, we, we can just hit, hit some wineries, but never really crossed my mind to spend some time and just like really look for, for opportunities just because the time is such a, such a valuable commodity right now. So like, what are some ideas or suggestions do you have for busy parents like ourselves? <laughs> of course. One of my favorite things to do is to automate it. So there are, as you said, travel has expanded so much, not only in the world of Airbnbs and what's offered to people, but it's really what we call the golden age of cheap travel. 
but cheap travel is so much more accessible than it was. And because of that, so many companies are automating things for you. So for example, I talked about how one of the best ways to save is on flights, because that's going to be one of your biggest purchases. Um, and you can automate those deals being sent to you. So there are some great, I call them flight finder websites. I don't think there's actually a name for these kinds of websites, but these flight finder websites where they will do all the searching of what airport are you leaving from? What's your um, destinations you want to go to? And they will find all the deals for you and just send it. Whenever they find a deal, they'll just send it. They don't book it for you. So they take you step-by-step step so you can book it yourself, but I'll get uh, 10 emails a day saying, I can go to Europe for under $500 and go to Hawaii for $300. Amazing deals. So you're not the one having to do that searching. It just sends it to you and then you just choose, okay, that sounds good. I'll do that. Yeah. Okay. So this, the automation, when you say the automation, I'm like, wow, okay, great. As long as I can just say it somewhere or set it up and like, okay, maybe ideas come come by. Awesome. So I, I, I like that because that already resolves a lot of kind of like, oh my gosh, where do I start with this? And so just like continue on with the fact like we talked, uh, Yuri and I talked about the fact that we're going to go. We haven't made any reservations yeah. or anything like that. So we're going, we just need to like last minute, like, ah, do we have a hotel or, you know, luckily we're just, this is a driving distance, but like in my mind, to think that we can jump on a plane pretty quick here uh, is a little scary at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it is a little scary. And I think that's another misconception sometimes people have is they think, oh, if I do these deals, it has to be either planned so far out in advance or it has to be last minute. And the truth is you can find both and you can find in between and you can find what works for you and what works for your family and at a pace that works for you. And so if you can set up some automations like flight automations or other things that they're sending these deals to you and you just book them, it's so much easier. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. We will also talk a little bit um, today about um, the, the work that or the help that you offer your clients in terms of like coaching them through and teaching them how they can actually do this um, without being a little, you know, a little like, oh my gosh, this is really for me. Because again, I think... Um, when I do planning with clients, right? And so like the very first step in the planning process is to sit down and look at what are your expenses? Where are you spending your money? And so of course, like travel and this like a big gigantic category is, is on everyone's list. But, um, and so like when things either don't work out too well on the spending plan or we don't have enough resources, like that's the category that gets the big red X. Yeah, cut, cut. So like, I want to sort of say, all right, well, and, you know, hold on, there's other areas that, and then one other one I'll mention is like eating out mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, eating out is like groceries would be like the third, like I always eat out too much. And so um, how like, do we start to look at that differently? Right. And you said this already too, like, it's really a shift in your mindset in terms of like viewing travel, not as a luxury. And it's not an item that you wait to do um, when you have more time or more money. Um, so like you talked about automation. Um, what else, what other practices can you kind of put in your almost like everyday life to get you out there? That's a really good question. I think one of the things to say, like we're talking about travel mindset is the importance of travel, That no, it's not as important as healthcare. No, it's not as important as having a house and absolutely granted that is absolutely true, but there's this unspoken thing to travel where it opens up our minds to other cultures, other people, other experiences that makes us more compassionate people, but also feeds like the sense of adventure and the sense of um, just like excitement in life. Life is, you know, there to be enjoyed. And 
if you can't afford it, then you feel like you're missing out on those things. Mm-hmm. So it's changing your mindset to, like you said, you were, you guys were looking at a vacation this next month. So you think of, okay, what's past vacations we've done or what's within our reach instead of saying, looking way broad, what's within my reach and people don't do that enough. So what happens is they think, oh, the vacation for me is taking my family to Disneyland, not realizing actually a trip to Europe might be cheaper than a trip to Disneyland, depending on your family. And, but they don't realize that. So opening up kind of this vacation bias of saying, what can I actually afford? And when I work with people one-on-one, what I do is I help them see that, say, let's look at your budget. When we're cutting things, when we're looking at things, what can we actually afford? And then what's your dream and how can we make those two things meet? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that is like, okay, a trip to a trip to Europe may be even more affordable than a trip to Disneyland, but it's like, we just put these um, goals in front of ourselves. Like, okay, we've got to do this. We've got to do that. Not realizing that there's a whole lot of other options. So that brings me to kind of a next point. Um, okay. COVID is, as we getting through this pandemic and this, this, floodgate is opening with everybody's with their suitcases out there um how do we like start to to travel safe now and and especially if you want to like bring in your family um all together yeah absolutely i think a lot of people are worried is it even safe to travel now and the answer is for most people yes it's safe to travel i'm also a cancer nurse and so i wouldn't be telling my cancer patients they should go be traveling right now but for you know 99% of us there are safe ways to travel right now Um, but it's being aware of the safety of the area. So constantly looking at what websites are like the CDC website, what countries are safe to travel to and what's their rules dealing with travel, because not only will that tell you safety in relation to COVID, but that's going to tell you any of the extra barriers that you are going to have to deal with upfront. That's going to save you time and money. So for example, I've worked with a few people recently who got a hold of me a little too late, um, Mm -hmm. after some travel plans were already booked post COVID and they hadn't looked at all those rules and they've had to cancel large portions of the trip because they didn't realize certain testing that they had to get done, um, certain rules that they had to follow because sometimes those flight websites are going to let you buy them. They'll take your money. (laughs) They'll let you buy those tickets. Of course. Not telling you the rules. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, Interesting. Okay. That's a, that's a really good advice. Thank you for, I didn't even think that. I mean, Yuri and I so far are just thinking, okay, well, we'll definitely go to downtown Napa and Sonoma Valley, but like Hawaii sounds really good or somewhere warm, right? Yeah. Um, the first, you know, the first opportunity we get. So it's like, okay, well, I mean, Hawaii is not another country, but still like. Um, There's rules to Hawaii that's changing right now. And you need to be aware of that when you're planning your trip, because if you're not buying things refundable, or if you're not um, being aware of those things, you could lose your whole trip and not being allowed to get on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's, so see, that's the thing. There's a little bit more planning that needs to be done or pre-planning, I guess, before you kind of head into, and, you know, into the actual fun part of, of it. So what, like how you've, you've mentioned that you've, you've traveled yourself with, with, with your five other siblings, right. Um, mm-hmm. as growing up and then now you do it with your kids. So let's kind of open up this, this conversation for like families who want to travel with kids. Cause so my son is two, a little over two and 
we've really only taken like one trip on the plane and that experience is still really stuck in my head. In a good um, way or a bad way? In a bad way. <laughs> so, well, it was, it was, it was reasonable going, uh, flying, you know, in, uh, to the East coast and then coming back, it was just horrendous. So I, I, I'm still like kind of torn between. I'm like, now he wasn't walking at that point. He was just barely one. Now he's walking. I'm like, Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm going to have to catch him all over the plane. And it's just like, yeah. So how do we go get past that as well? And I, I mean, I really truly believe that kids should be ex- um, exposed to the world of travel and, you know, as soon as early as you can. So how have you done, done it successfully? <laughs> well, I should say, it's funny you say that because I can relate to both. <laughs> We've taken, uh, my son is two and a half um, and uh, then we have our second on the way. And, uh, and we've had short flights that have been horrendous. And I swear we will never fly again. And we've had, you know, 15 plus hour flights that have been fine. (laughs) And so you you really can hit both, but there's a lot of being prepared and it's not being over-prepared. I think as moms and as parents, sometimes we tend to, okay, I'm going to pack everything I need and read tons of blog articles and do everything I can to make this ready, but being prepared enough and then just realizing no matter what the flight will end at some point and you'll get off the plane and you can take a nap (laughs) is is a thing to keep you going on those like really rough flights. You think the toddler can't stay up for 36 hours straight. I've had a toddler stay up for 36 hours straight. Wow. That is amazing. I I don't know. Probably can, but yeah, we're, I mean, definitely want to travel. I want to bring him, you know, everywhere we go. And it's, it's funny this, but before, before he was born and really before COVID, cause it kind of all, you know, happened one after another. Um, I was on, I was a, you know, I was a traveler out there. Like I, I, cause I live in California and have a, a half of or more than half of our business and clients are on the East coast. So I am on, a, I used to be on a plane every, you know, three to four weeks back to the East coast. And, and so I enjoyed that. That was fun. It was travel for work. I got to see family and, and then just all other stuff that we used to do, you know, in the past too, our own just fun travel. So I always thought that before he was born, like, you know, I, see plenty of families on, on, the, on, on these trips and on the planes with kids. I'm like, Oh, piece of cake. When I have mine, I can do that too. Yeah. It, it changed. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe just one not so good experience. Hey, money bosses. Are you ready to get your financial life in order once and for all as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting. And who likes that budgeting thing anyway? You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. 
you will never have to miss a single bill again, and you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. So how would, what are some practical tips do you have for, for families with kids, like really wanting to get out there, what, maybe even with more than one child? Sure. And there's kind of, it kind of changes depending on the age of those children and how many children you have and who's traveling with you. If you're traveling by yourself, if you're traveling with other parents, other family members that can help. Um, but, but a big thing is assessing your child's age. What do they need at that age? You know, a brand newborn, the biggest thing for most little, little kids is the reason they cry in the airplanes is because their ears hurt. Their ears are actually shaped differently than ours are, and they can't regulate the pressure as well as we can. And so because of that, when you take off and landing, they'll get a lot of ear pain and that's why they'll cry. So the trick is to get them to suck anything, whether it's nursing or binky or sucker works really great for toddlers. Um, any of those sorts of things to get them to suck until they get older will help relieve that ear pressure. And so that's a really big one. But then you get into that mobile stage, like you said, where you're in your mind having this argument with yourself. Should I pay for a whole ticket for my child, you know, several hundred more dollars, or should I just suffer through with them in my lap? And we, uh, have done both and it is harder to keep them in your laps, but it does save you a lot of money to keep them in your laps. Um, but when they're so wiggly, it can be so hard in, in finding ways to just kind of, like you said, I think it's honestly more about the parents mentality than is more about the kids. Cause parents are good about coming prepared with videos and snacks and games. And I always offer really good suggestions with the people I work with for their kids at their age to help them get through it. But it's a lot of the parents mentality of saying, okay, it's going to end at some point. It's okay. If I can't get them to stop crying, then I can't get them to stop crying. And, you know, you feeling horrible about it is not going to add to that anymore. Yeah, that's one thing, too. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, you've, you've, been, you've been on those flights where there's this one kid that just will not stop crying. And especially like, like I've done a lot of business travel, like I need to focus and work. And so, yes, I was like, oh, my God, I never want to be that parent. But, you know, the minute you think that your kid is going to scream their their lungs out. <laughs> yeah. I think you've all seen the parent that the kid is crying and the mom's trying everything she can and trying to stay calm. And then the parent, kid is crying and kicking the back of the seat and the parents that do nothing. And maybe those parents are too tired. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe yeah. they're too tired to deal. But I think if people see that, you know, you're trying than most people understanding. Yeah, no, yeah, it's true. It's I, I think in every parent really grows into this, but um, it's, you know, you kind of learn, right? Every phase uh, of their life and their development is awesome in its own ways before they walk and, you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so kind of learning as as you go is, is totally awesome. And I think also you can attest to this too. Maybe um, if you, you know, if you're thinking about traveling and going places, maybe getting on a plane isn't, you know, the first thing you should do. Maybe, tra- you know, looking at some local trips, right? Your, your travel isn't, hasn't always been just international travel or travel right. where you had to get on a plane. So like, um, yeah. What, what, what would you say about that? Just start with like, that brings, your- yeah, that brings up a really good point. One of the best things I think parents can do, especially with small children is practice. 
practice certain elements of the trip that you know are going to be difficult. So for example, when my son was about six months old, we planned to go to Paris. Um, and we knew a big part of that would be museums and walking. And so I was really nervous about, I didn't want to have to return back to the hotel for nap time and then come back to what we were doing and go back and forth all day. So I was really nervous how nap time and sleep time were going to work into that when we wanted to kind of keep going. Um, so I started taking him to our local nature and science museum during the days and practicing nap time in the stroller. Mm. So we would try different things. I would try like the little mobile sound machine. I tried blankets covering him. I tried blankets off of him. We try a few different things until I felt good that we had kind of a system to make this work with the exact stroller I was going to travel with, the exact things I was going to travel with. So by the time we got there, I wasn't stressed about nap time. I knew, okay, he can take his full nap in the stroller. He's good at doing it. He feels like he's safe doing this. So it's not new for him either. It's really hard with young kids to try to do hundred percent new stuff on your trip. If you can keep anything familiar. So bringing, you know, their stuffy or their blanket or sound machine or anything that's familiar to incorporate their routines or practice, it makes a big difference. Yeah. This is, this is an amazing suggestion for sure. Cause like, do you like expect him to fall asleep in the straw? No, he has never done that. Oh yeah, of course. He's yeah. Never never you need your bed for that. Yeah. Right, so parents that expect their kids to co-sleep with them on vacation and they've never co-slept before we cannot co-sleep. We are not a co-sleeping family. I would get beat up all night long if we tried to do that. So we have to practice other ways to get him his own space while we travel. Yeah, totally agree. So yeah, so so pre-planning with some of this stuff. I like it. Um, The other side of this, um, and it kind of still ties into the budget piece, right? Or the cost of the travel, but um, I know you've done a lot of travel around the world and just around the country. And so you, you always talk about doing it inexpensively. Like, again, to me, it's like, oh my gosh, how much time do I have to put into planning for this? So how do you like really merge the two together? Like the, where you want to go and then like, you want to bring your family and then all the, you know, the stuff that comes with bringing your kids along and also like, I don't pay a whole lot of money for it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. How do you do it? (laughs) (laughs) That is a good question. I think that actually hits on the key of all of what I do really is how do you get your dream vacation? And that's what I really teach how to get your dream vacation in your budget. And, uh, and I think the trick to that is having a flexible mind. It's that vacation mentality that we talked about. So for example, instead of saying, I really want to go to Hawaii for Christmas with these people, with these specific dates saying, I want to go to a tropical Island where I can snorkel and scuba dive and zip line and whatever things you may be wanting to do, lay on the beach, have a drink, whatever it is, And that, if you say that, you can find a lot better of a deal than if you say Hawaii at Christmas. Now, if you look, I have found Hawaii at Christmas for a family with a good deal, but your chances of finding that are smaller than finding a tropical vacation with all those elements. So for example, Costa Rica is a lot cheaper of a vacation than Hawaii. It has so many of those elements of that kind of vacation. If you're looking for an adventure beach kind of vacation. So if you're looking at your budget and you're looking at what you want, it's really clarifying. What do you want? Is it Hawaii that you really, really want? Or is it an adventure beach vacation? Or is it a relaxing beach vacation? Or is it a romantic getaway? Or is it museums in Europe? What is it you want to see? And then you can go from there and find things that fit within your budget. Because if you clarify in your mind saying, I just want an adventure beach vacation, then you're okay when it's not Hawaii. But if you say, if I want Hawaii, then it's really hard to then downgrade to something you think isn't what you wanted. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that approach. I think, yeah, I think, and every time it's, it's interesting. Um, every time I ask clients too about, okay, well, you know, what kind of trips you're thinking and it, they always like the answer is always a specific destination, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, yeah, when we go to Hawaii twice or, you know, once a year, and then we do this and that, we go, you know, to, uh, like here in, in, in the area I live in, we go to Tahoe for skiing. So like it's specific destination. And so, yeah, if you can be open-minded, um, like, I didn't never think that Costa Rica seems like a little far away and more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> right. Versus, yeah, versus we Hawaii. do. And that's that vacation bias. I think that we have that we, we think certain vacations are cheaper or more expensive, but if we're more flexible, then we're actually going to find better deals and maybe cool places we never thought about going. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, I love this, this work that you're doing with clients. Cause um, like, I've never thought that, you know, folks like you existed in terms of like actually coaching uh, you know, coaching everyone out there, how to really get their dream vacations. And it's not, you're not a travel agent, right? No. That's, that's how much you do. So, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, let's talk about the difference between the two and then a little more about like what you do with your clients. Oh yeah. I love talking about this. Actually, I'm sure there's someone else who does what I do, but I really don't find a lot of people that do what I do. Um, so I, like you said, I'm not a travel agent. I don't book it for you, which is good for you for two reasons. One, I'm not taking a commission off of every single thing you book, and I have no incentive to upsell you on anything. In fact, I'm trying to get you as cheap of a deal on everything because my whole idea is I want to free people that they can feel empowered to take vacations throughout their life, multiple times throughout their life, because they know like, hey, I can do this in my budget. So what I do is I meet one-on-one with people and I help provide them the resources. And we, from first meeting, try to clarify what is your dream vacation? What are you trying to get to? And what does your budget really look like? Who are you taking? You know, is this a romantic getaway? Is this your family? Do you want your extended family? What does that dream vacation look like for you? And then what we do is we go through each major phase of a vacation. So flights, how to get the good deal on transportation, hotels, activities, eating out, things like that. Um, and I teach them the skills so that Each way we actually book their vacation. So by the end, they have their dream vacation planned, but they have all these skills. They can book any vacation from there on out without necessarily needing my help. They have the power to do it themselves. Wow. It's amazing. Like you're describing it. It's like a, it's a very, um, very like step-by-step process that you can replicate from here on. I love it because I feel like, um, nothing against travel agents by any means, uh, but like you said, I feel like they do have an incentive of their own, right? Trying to offer you things, right. and that's why I always kind of like, you know what? I'm pretty resourceful. I can just Google this stuff myself. Yeah. <laughs> then on the other side, I don't have time to do that. So and you're like, okay, we're not going anywhere. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look through a travel agent, it's kind of done for you, which is nice, you know. Yeah. But then when you want to do your next vacation, you have to pay them again to do it versus if you learn how to do it yourself much easier yeah. then you have yeah. to keep getting that person. And I'm sure that these, these things are, you know, it just depends where you are in your life and what you, you know, what you need help with. Maybe having a travel agent who does it all for you. Totally awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And that's an amazing service as well. Oh, um, absolutely. But yeah, I have this one client um, that she's um, I've never seen any, anyone create such extensive travel plans 
Um, and so she's in her you know, phase of her life where that's what she wants to do. And she has a specific date by which she's going to be done with her travel. And it's like, it is really, uh, she's an extensive spreadsheet. And so she just, every time we meet, uh, we're obviously to work on her finances, but since travel is part of the overall finances, right? It's like, it's a pretty fun conversation, but I mean, she has taught her herself, right? How to do all of, all of these things and find deals and, you know, and, and mm-hmm. just, but it's an extreme case. Like again, most people that I um, I see, or even like look at look around your friends, your family, right? Are hey, we're just like we know we're going on a vacation once a year, and that's what it is. And everything else is we're gonna do later. And so hopefully this um, conversation that we had today is gonna help you kind of think um, a little differently. And as as the world is getting better. Um, get out there and yeah, and see it more. Bring your kids along too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I think that's the thing. It's it's not always the big vacations, right? Sometimes it's that big vacation that you've been dreaming of. Sometimes it's if I could travel cheaper, how many more times could I see my family a year? And that's mm-hmm. really important to a lot of people. If I can get tickets a lot cheaper and I could see my family three times a year versus once or every other year, that's a big deal. Yeah, true. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so it is, I mean, it's, at times it seems like it's a little bit of a sacrifice. Like when you say it's cheaper and expensive, again, I just want folks to like not think you have to travel like, you know, on, you know, sacrifice certain elements of that travel, right? For oh, absolutely not. Yeah. We stay in five-star resorts. We don't, we have kids. We don't stay in hostels, you know, <laughs> we can't do that. Yes. No, I do. I, I, I totally understand that, but yeah, it's just like, okay, cheaper doesn't always mean like you have to like really forgo all the, it's really your budget. Cause if your budget says I'm a little flexible, I want to spend that money on Michelin restaurants or renting a Ferrari in Italy or whatever that may be, that's your budget. But if your budget doesn't allow that, you can still have a great vacation, not a cheap vacation. Yeah. What uh, is just something kind of wondering, what if somebody doesn't have a budget? Is that like an easy, you know, and they want to go on a vacation, right? Yeah. And it's just like, haven't really connected dots because um, they just never done really, you know, thought about it. They don't even know, like, what is it going to take to go to Europe for all of these fun things? So how do you, how do you work that out? So I kind of look at where people are at. Um, travel credit cards are always a thing you can use for someone who um, has a, the situation of their they're good with their finances, but they don't have a lot of finances. So if they're able to pay off those credit cards consistently, mm. but they're not always having a lot of extra money, that's a good way to get free money, free points. Um, if you're able to pay off those cards consistently, that's the really big kicker <laughs> to that, um, to then get free travel for things like that. But there's other ways. Um, for example, uh, we have found ways to get free vacations off vacations. So yeah. I always tell people how this all started um, my, my travel blog. And when I started helping people on that trip to Paris that I told you about, we came back and we made $2,000 off that trip after we had paid for everything. And when I started telling people like, how on earth did you make $2,000 plus on a vacation going to Paris, like a dream vacation for a lot of people. And it was really, um, through various things, but that one was bumping flights by volunteering to bump a flight we were able to ask, and you can always, always ask if we could have cash instead of flight credit. Uh-huh. Um, and so we got paid $1,300 each to bump a flight for the next morning. Um, in cash, paid for our whole vacation. Once all of us paid for, you know, our percentage off and ended up having an extra $2,000. Wow. Cool. Or you can use that to bump flight to then pay for your next flight. And then your flight is free for your next trip. So there's ways for people to have a very, very low budget 
to start growing upon growing on these vacations. And I can work with them to have these like amazing vacations with a very, very small budget because we grew up with a very, very small budget. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, is it like, what is, you know, exactly. I I like your suggestion because what is that budget needs to be? Because sometimes you don't even know, right. And you just realize like, okay, these things cost this much money, so we can never go. But I love the idea. Like I've I've gotten um, offers a lot. Well, traveling for business, like a lot of times, you're just kind of like your your time your time is limited. You've got to get to where you're going. So oh, yeah. Taking a flight the next morning sometimes is not an option, but I didn't know you can ask for cash. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, ask for cash. Ask for first class upgrades. Ask very nicely. Those yeah. people get a lot of rude people, but ask nicely. But ask. And you'll be surprised by sometimes what they'll extra give you. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's actually a good principle in life is if you don't ask, you're not going to get. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, just just didn't think that was the flex, flexible um, arrangement. But with, yeah, with airlines, I'm sure these days probably even so um, because where we are. But I love all of these tips that you're sharing, Kelly, today uh, with us. Um, for those who are interested in uh, learning more and uh, connecting with you out there in in, um, in the world, how can they do that? Yeah, I will actually make a resource guide for everything we talked about. And I'll actually, I think I have a percentage off for those, those Flight Finder websites that I tell you where they automatically send you the deals. I think I have a discount code I can include in that too. Um, so a free resource guide for everybody um, that I'll send you the link, but they can also find me at tripfixers.com or on Instagram at trip underscore fixers, send me a DM, send me an email, kelly at tripfixers.com. Even if you just have a question or a really good travel story, I'm a sucker for a good travel story. <laughs> or you just want to know how to take your newborn baby on a plane. I can help you with that too. Yes, I know. We should, we should, have, we should have a separate segment on just that. <laughs> yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> I waited for a whole year for sure. And uh, I don't know. It's just like, and then you think about, hey, I should have used, you know, all the, the free seats or, you know, not having to pay for, for your child while they're under two. <laughs> so, right. They really only got to do it once. We booked, just booked a trip to Hawaii. And since our son's now over two, we had to buy a buy ticket, but it was kind of a relief. Like, oh, we can just put him in his car seat. Thank goodness. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a, again, it's like, you're kind of weighing this. Like, do I want to hold him in my lap or I'm like, sit on this over here? Or an extra $800. Yeah. Oh, yes. They're, they're worth those. Yeah. It's really worth it at, at times. But anyway, again, Kelly, thank you so much for your time today. Very uh, much enjoyed our conversation. Of course. Thanks for having me. Hey, Money Boss, thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, And of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.